Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. It's a bit of a, a, a topic that <laughs> it's a bit challenging, you know. Why? Because uh, the reason why we have this uh, maps uh, printed and laid down. It, it requires us to go beyond us. So, the topic goes like this, the most boring subject for many Christians. But just before that, I want to give you a light-hearted story that will help all of you to cool down a little bit. Uh, there were four mothers. They were bragging about their son. So, the first mother said, my, ma- my son is a priest. Everybody calls him father. And then the second mother said, my son uh, is actually a bishop. Everybody calls him your excellence. And then the third mother said, my son is a Supreme Court judge. And everybody calls him your highness, your honor. And the fourth mother said, my son is six feet, three inches tall, broad shoulders. When he walks in, all the girl says, oh my God. Anyway, lift up your Bible and uh, you say this after me. Lord Jesus, come on church. Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Jesus, you are the greatest influencer ever walked on this planet earth. And we want to be influenced by you. And I pray that you will take control of my mouth as your son utters. It will be an utterance from you and it will go into their system deep down. So it will not just be a word to be enjoyed, but the word will transform them to the image of your son, Jesus. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So the subject goes like this, the most boring subject for many Christians, and that's actually intercession. That's why we are here. We have this map on the floor. And, and by the way, two memory verses this week we will memorize. Okay, Psalms 2.8. It says, ask of me, I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the ends of the earth as your possession. Amen. How many of you are asking the Lord for the nations as your inheritance? Amen. I am asking the Lord that India doesn't belong to Amara Desa Bharathe. No, it doesn't belong there. You know, our, our nation belongs to Jesus. Amen. It's, it's important to realize that. So Ezekiel 22.30, that's again, it's in the, in, the, in the map here printed. I looked for someone, you don't need to memorize the whole thing, but at least I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap. If you can just memorize those two sentences, that will be really, really beautiful. Amen. So let's look at the screen and let's say one more time louder. Ask of me. Come on, church. Ask of me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. That's Psalms 2.8. Ezekiel 22.30 says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? That's the scripture that we will be dealing with today. There's a guy called Leonard Ravenel. I don't know whether you heard about him. He said this, and I'm going to quote what he said. A man who is intimate with God is not intimidated by men. 
a man who is intimate with God is not intimidated by men. And that's why we are here on the floor. You know, one of the Greek word, it's called proskinio. Proskinio basically means you are literally pros, you are, you are like this, and then you are on the floor like this. Skinio means kiss, kiss the feet. And that's what Jesus is inviting us. Not a religion to do on Sunday, but to really walk in that intimacy with the Lord every single day. And John Wesley quotes this, and I quote, A family altar will alter many families. It's very important. I'm not talking about five minutes, your prayer. It's about really that your family becomes an altar where the incense are burned day and night. That your family becomes a living sacrifice to the Lord. And there are lots of different kinds of prayer. And today, we're going to highlight one kind of prayer. There is thanksgiving, praise, request, petitions. That's what we are doing now, intercession and decree. This one of the things that is very boring is the petition, the intercession. Because the rest of them sounds really nice. Thanksgiving, you know, you got a raise on your job. You thank the Lord. You got, you know, promotion. Thank the Lord. You found a wife. Thank the Lord. You found an husband. Thank the Lord. You got a new car or a house, a piece of land. God is giving us a new house. You know, it's easy to thank, thank the Lord for that. You know, praise for what he has done. Salvation, healing, miracles. You know, request. And it, request is like, God, do this for me. I need a breakthrough. But then... Decree is also good because it's prophetically declaring over the situation. But it's one thing, it's very boring and it's really tiring is intercession. Why? Because it's not involving us. It involves us, but actually the, the result is for somebody else. And that's why it's one of the boring subjects. So I, it's, it says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 3 says, I urge then first of all the petition, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. I mean, that's why it says all people. There is a small place called Pitkarian Island here. If you look at here, it's only 50 people are there in this place. Pitkarian Island, you know. And only 50 people live there. And then you have a China and India where, <laughs> you know, when God said be fruitful and multiply, we Indians took it very seriously. <laughs> you know, so we, we are really multiplying. I don't know about the fruitful part, but we will get there eventually. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. So, my question is this. Why, if this is a good thing, why intercession is boring? And I want to talk about that for next few minutes. I wrote down here five things, and I think it's a good reflection for all of us. Why intercession is boring? Number one, because it's not about us. It's not about us. If I say I'm going to give a word, a prophetic word, and go Facebook Live, you will have so many people joined in. Why? Because it's a prophetic word. I want to get a nice prophetic word. I mean, you are in need. You are wanting to build a house, ministry, church. You have a list. And I never made myself, you know, from the use this pulpit to manipulate you guys to get something. My boss takes care, you know. And, uh, and the, the world was, sounds good. It's nice. I mean, provision from England. I mean, one pound, hundred rupees, that sounds good. Provision from Sudan could be a little bit of a tricky thing, <laughs> you know. Provision from Tanzania could be a, a different, Uganda. But provision from England sounds good. So you kind of take that word, but... 
people fall for it hello but intercession means it's it's not about us we live in a me culture 20 years ago the word selfie doesn't exist do you know that 20 years ago the word selfie doesn't exist today the word selfie is the most used common phrase words in the, in 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 our world the first thing you go and buy a phone what do you ask for ஓளோ பர்சுத்தமா இருக்கீங்களே how is the thank you lavanya who's that who said okay pratiba how is the camera and now the, the to notch it up how is your selfie camera because it's important your face you know so that's why if you wanted to get a reality check about your face look at your aadhar card anyway <laughs> I, i keep that as a check to balance you know <laughs> anyway so first it's not about us we live in a me culture number 2 why intercession is boring it requires the person to sacrifice his or her time time is a very precious thing we are busy bodies we have no time even for ourselves so it's it requires time that's why uh, i have said this many times i have never going to shy from saying this time spent with this god with never a waste of time it requires time see now we're going to spend i'm going to finish it maybe another 10 12 minutes i'm going to wrap it up my sermon is very short we're going to spend next 20 30 minutes we're going to take communion go around these places and we're going to intercede it's time it takes time you know we we change the whole service why we want to make sure that you get the heart of god you look at the lifestyle of jesus every single time he spent time alone with the father it's important and that's important so it requires a person to sacrifice his or her time number 3 it gives us god burdens <laughs> now you are saying i have enough burden my brother <laughs> the ex dumped me and this is there the bond is there the boss is horrible hod is terrible and my my colleagues and this and that and all the list why i need a god burden we have enough on our plate why deal with someone's mess that's realistically speaking intercession it's like that it's a someone's mess you are standing in the gap for somebody that's what it means number 4 it's not flashy see speaking from the pulpit right reverend doctor prophet apostle giving a word flashy it's flashy standing before the auditorium of thousands of people giving your testimony or singing a song playing a saxophone it's flashy standing in your room nobody is there closed all your curtains kneeling down lifting up your eyes to the lord crying to the lord it's not flashy nobody wants to do that flashy job that messy job it's a, it's a, it's we love to thrill we love thrill excitement spotlight ministries like preaching the gospel to thousands releasing a new album adventuring to the new nation i think i told you little, little bit of my testimony i one one particular year i think it was 2007 i traveled 42 countries just one nation one year alone and one day the holy spirit said charles you have more time to do my work but no time to spend with me and that's sometimes we are very busy you know we say we are doing a work for the lord serving people healing people giving medicine but all those is good i i appreciate you guys but the most important thing is you know martin luther says i have a busy day in the in my in my life but i have to spend more time on my knees 
Amen. So that's the number four. Number five, it it is quite humbling. It's quite humbling. It's not nothing. Nobody is going to tap your fat shoulder and say, "Well, that word was so good. That song was so nice." This decision you made was nice. No, you know, you're not sitting anywhere. It's just your quiet place with the Lord. It's quite humbling. We don't like sweat and blood, tears, snots. Rather, we like happy go merry. It's all well, good mood is what we desire. Intercession is like that. Look, read Daniel chapter nine when he encountered the Lord. It's not up in the screen, and the Bible says he became so weak because of the encounter. The you know, it's it's so. it's 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 horrible but god requires for somebody who can stand in the gap so that the presence of god can manifest amen amen and again few more scriptures romans 8:26 to 20 the spirit helps us in our weaknesses we do not know what we should pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through the wordless groans anybody arrived to your point about a situation or a person you have no words your vocabulary is lost when you pray you don't know any more to pray your mind empty what is that that means you have you have you have bankrupt in your soul you have to go on more level high what is that spirit level that's why the spirit groans with utterance that's why praying in the spirit is very important and look at verse 7 he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for god's people in accordance to the will of god and we know all things god works together we know this scripture every most christians know this romans 828 so that's why praying in the spirit and praying in the spirit i'm part of it is praying in the personal prayer language praying in the tongues and again if you come from a different denomination and you don't believe in tongues i'm not saying you are a second class citizen or in the kingdom i'm not bashing you or anything but praying in the spirit it's it's a requirement for it's an invitation from the father for everyone and by the way tongues are not medals of honor but they are tools for the job so we have turned that into that we try to show to people another christian comes you know we want to show people rashala khandula no it's it's you are talking with daddy it's a spirit language why when you connect with the lord your your spirit edifies us Amen. That's why I encourage people to pray in the tongues, and we in, in Papa's house we encourage everyone to get this gift of speaking in tongues. Why? This is not a medal of honor. These tools for the job, because there are times when you face things you don't know how to pray, and you have to encounter those challenges. How are you going to encounter? You pray in the spirit. Amen. Now, what happens when you choose to intercede? I told you, you no. Know, this is a very short sermon, and we want to spend some time. Five things it happens, so you can take a picture or write it down, and we will spend this uh, next twenty, thirty minutes uh, in the Lord. The first one, to get his heart of love, compassion, mercy for the situation. The numb factor is broken. Look at Paul, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. They all interceded. Paul says, "I." you know in tamil it says garpa vedanai patru naan inda ungalai perkiren he says out of like a child birth i given birth to you like he says he, he goes he prays i pray even john says i wish and pray that you will be prosper and wealth as your soul prospers he goes on ezekiel says man i'm looking for somebody who can stand between the gap and pray and then you will even see paul 
and even the life of Jeremiah. He is called the weeping prophet. <laughs> he was only 17 when the Lord asked him to come to know, to be his, his messenger. So it, it gets, the numb factor is broken. What is the numb factor? Now that you are sitting on the floor, I can give you that example. I came from a Pentecostal family where we sit on the floor, three and a half hour service, 8.45, it starts, finish at 12.30. Thank God your pastor is not keeping you like that. So, 8.45, <laughs> we come here, 8.45, Stotiram Yesu Nada, anybody knows that song? Uma Kendrum Stotiram, drum is there, dun, 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 dun. rhythm will go, spirit will rise, you know, that's how I grew up. 12.30 will finish, around 11.30, I feel like one leg went to be with the Lord. Anybody felt that? Yes? Thank you. A few hands are there. Yes. That's called numb factor. Numb factor. When you pray, when you intercede, what happens? You get his heart. Today we don't want to get God's heart. That's why here, God's heart for the nations. When God said, me to go to the nations, I don't, I said, Lord, I am not capable. One guy asked me in Vaivam, do you sing? I said, in the bathroom. Do you play guitar? No. You will never be in Vaivam. I'm still... There, that guy went long time ago. Because you have mindsets that says, if you are eligible to do missions, you have to be, have this qualification. God doesn't look for your qualification. He looks for your availability. I said, Lord, here I am. Amen. So he gets God's heart for the nations. Can you imagine to get God? Can you imagine this? If you can feel 10% or even 10% of the 10% of God's heart for Vellur, you know, I, every time I drive through Green Circle, I ask God, what is your original design for Green Circle? Because it's, it's a circle, it's a vicious circle. I mean, I'm adding some little humor to it, but you get the point. What is God's heart for the city? God, what is your God's heart for Moonjurpet? What is your heart for CMC? I'm here, came, of course, I'm doing my bond, I'm doing all this, but Lord, why? The motto says, to be, not to be served, but to serve. But Lord, I see so many changes, challenges. What is your original design? Go after that. The numb spirit will be broken. Number two, increase of awareness of his presence and spiritual warfare. You see, we are a spirit being. I have said this before. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Amen? So we are a spirit being. There is a spiritual atmosphere around us. We are not aware of it. We get to be the casualty of that. But if we are aware of the spiritual realm around us, then we can pray into that. Increase. I'm not saying, you know, when the window is moving, spirit is moving, brother. No, I'm not saying about that. Some people go to that, ex that extreme. Brother, lemon in the front of my door, brother. I tell them, take it, make a nice juice, because summer is coming. You know, windows are moving. I ask them, did you put the latch? You know, so we saw so many horror movies <laughs> and then we make a spirit out of everything. That's not being awareness of the spirit. Awareness of the spirit means you are not sin conscious, you are God conscious. Amen? That's the awareness of the spirit. So the presence, your awareness of his presence, you are God's presence carriers. Amen? That's who you are. When you walk into your in your department, who are you? You are a presence carrier of God. Amen. The spirit in you doesn't make you a lunatic, but empowers you to be like him in the, in the world. Amen. Hello. 
we sometimes think the spirit in us means I have to jump. There's nothing wrong in jumping. But that's not the reason spirit is in you. The spirit is in you so that you can go into the world where is darkness, you be the candlelight, people can see. What is the goal of light? The goal of light is not to see the light. You turn down the light, you keep looking at it, you will pray for me. Let's pray for it. Yes or no? The goal of light is not to see the light, it's to see. That's the thing. So the spirit in me is to be aware so that people can walk in clarity. Amen? I'm getting into your preachy mode, please. Uh, number three, no more fighting, striving, but no more fighting or striving, but thriving that brings us to the place of rest. Psalms 46.10 So when you know how the spirit realm works, you are like, I'm not going to be anxious. Thrive. Lord, do this, do this, do this. One guy said in Tamil, You know what does that mean? It means, I will only tie the knot on her. Otherwise, I will tie the knot on the tree. He is very passionate about it. Some of the Tamil slangs, if you translate, you lose the whole meaning of it. But anyway, so that's the whole thing. So we, we are now aware, no more fighting. Sometimes people say, give me this Lord, give me this Lord. I want this. No more fighting, no more striving, but thriving. How do you thrive? You rest in Him. The greatest, you know, the greatest posture of winning in the kingdom is surrender. So you are aware of the presence. Now you are like surrendering. Like, Lord, thank you. I am at the rest. Be still and know that I am God. Be still is not a passive faith. It's an active faith. What you are saying? God, I want you to be the God of my life. Amen. Okay, now, all of you are mature here, adults, I can say this. How many of you, when you were in teens, you had your first crush? Thank you. Some honest hands, some of you need a little bit of, yes, thank you, Brother Aaron. Okay, now, I'm not going to ask you who is that, you know. But when you had that first crush, I'm going to ask you this question, second question. Did you feel like if you didn't get this person, you lose the world? And then you go before the Lord. If the Lord would have answered all my requests, I would be Solomon number two. I'm serious with you. Thank God he didn't answer anything. You know, and that's the point here I wanted to mention. It's no more striving, no more fighting, but allow the presence of God in the restful position. Amen. Number four, moving away from the habit of prayer or ritual of prayer or the tradition of prayer to a lifestyle of prayer that brings supernatural answers from a supernatural living God. Now, this is a big thing. I want to spend another two, three minutes here. This is what it is. Jesus did not find comfort in the form of prayer. He found comfort in the God who answers prayers. Otherwise, we will have a religion without form. We will have a, we have a religion without power. We will just do ritual. Why are you? Now, we laugh, right? We do the same in the Christianity. You know what is it called? Sunday service. I have to attend the service. After service, I can watch anything. I can eat anything. I can gossip about anything. I can do, but show my face to the pastor. Otherwise, he is going to WhatsApp me. What happened? How are you? Are you okay? In the toilet, Anand Sulli, I'll go show my face. Hello? Yes, you're laughing, no? Because I have done that to you. 
Are you okay, brother? Yes. So let me show my face to him so you leave me for the next six days alone. That's what happens in Christianity. We have a form without power. We have a Tamil say, which means if a blind lady keep on opening, she cannot open. She'll get stuck. It's a rut. A.W. Tozer says, Christianity for many Christians is a rut. Now, this is what happens when you move away from that to your lifestyle where you encounter God and you see a breakthrough and you cherish in that breakthrough and you're grateful and you're advancing and we don't see a breakthrough. You go back to God and ask God, where it I, I missed it and what's your timing? And you keep pressing. What happens? You break the spirit of numbness and you enter into the heart of God. And number five, walking in greater authority of the kingdom reality with kingdom perspective. That's the big thing. A greater reality of with a kingdom perspective. That's why Isaiah 55 says, my ways are not your ways. Okay? As the, my ways are higher than your ways. A pig cannot see the beauty. You know, a pig, have you seen any, anywhere you have seen in Kerala or in Jharkhand, anywhere you see a pig standing up like this, looking up the sky? Anywhere? Nowhere. Except Peppa Pig. <laughs> My kids watch. Except that Peppa Pig, all the pigs are down there. Many Christians have that, you know, that pig mentality. Why? They are seeing everything. Vellur brother. My pastor saying green, clean and beautiful. It's no green, no clean, no beauty. I'm waiting, brother. Bond finish UK. Bond finish America. Bond finish somewhere else. But when you have the eagle spirit, you get God's perspective. That's what we are doing now. We have eagle spirit. We are seated. Ephesians 2 says, in the heavenlies. So when we walk on this, we are saying, God, how do you see this city? How do you see this nation? 